0: OTB GAA I think it has become a little bit sanitised You need somebody to bring a bit of colour and wit and enthusiasm Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB's Rugby Daily with Deliveroo Get top local restaurants delivered to your door Deliveroo Food We get it. Welcome to Monday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormick and on the way, Munster named their squad that travels to Cape Town for the URC Grand Final. The referee has been named for Saturday's decider at the DHL Stadium and the Babas are coming to Thelma Park. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. First up today, the fallout continues from Saturday's Heineken Champions Cup final at the Aviva. La Rochelle became just the fifth side to retain the trophy with a one-point win over Leinster. Ronan O'Gara's side equaled the achievements of Leicester, Leinster, Toulon and Saracens. And after the game, the winning head coach spoke with Off the Ball's Ashling O'Reilly. Every day is a learning day. I just enjoy this group. I put a huge emphasis on getting the right people in the building. And it's some days like today that you're you just feel so satisfied and so grateful for, for what's happening.
1: Something else I noticed is that you went around to every Leinster player out there and shook
0: their hand. Yeah, it's brutal because there's nothing in it. They go home devastated. They'll be in depression for a few days or a week. And I was that soldier as well. I understand that. It's the ruthless part of top-level sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what I mean it's their team their players their management are, are really really uh, good guys there's a small percentage of their fans that I wouldn't have much time for that made themselves uh, kind of aware on the approach to the game which I think uh, sparked up our boys for, 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 for the battle Now, O'Gara touched on some of the pre-match needle felt by his La Rochelle players and some details have emerged of the halftime incident at the Aviva. Following the game, the EPCR released a statement which read, EPCR is aware of reports of an incident at halftime during the Heineken Champions Cup final at the Aviva Stadium and the tournament organiser will be investigating this as soon as practicable. We will have no further comment at this time. Fresh details have come to light on that incident which was said to involve O'Gara, Jonathan Sexton, Sean O'Brien and Will Skelton. Rugby Pass reported this morning that the genesis of the matter was the positioning of Leinster contact skills coach O'Brien manning the entrance to the referee's changing room. It's believed Leinster wanted to avoid a similar incident which allegedly occurred at half-time of last year's final between the same teams at marseille Stade Velodrome. This rugby pass claim led to exchanged words between O'Brien and the La Rochelle contingent which escalated and was subsequently broken up. It's feared any consequences of a disciplinary nature could impact on Sexton's World Cup involvement. However, some outlets claim a suspension for the Ireland captain is in fact unlikely. On how Leinster lost that game in the second half, Alan Quinlan on this morning's OTBAM felt it was unwise that Leinster didn't attempt a drop goal towards the end of the game.
1: Well, why didn't he have a shot at goal? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Did you think that at the time, watching Straight away, I said he's got to kick this. Like the crowd is like, and we've been told about his kicking percentages are so high. Well, it's it's he, the, it's you're going back to that Australia moment. Yeah, where it's here's it's, a guy in in six months. When, when, when it was in November? Yeah, is it six months? Yeah. yeah. So here here's a guy six months ago who comes on in a big international against Australia, and he kicks a penalty. Uh, it's at the other end of the, the other side of the field, and it's from the right-hand side, uh, not favourable for a right-hand kicker, and he slots that. There were the two conversions that he missed actually were fairly similar angle, I think, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, from the ones he kicked yeah. against Australia. Yeah. yeah. So here's one on the other side, on the ten yard. It's it's on the ten yard line, five meters in. It's not easy. It's not an easy kick, but there's, yeah, we can't get away from if, that. If you miss it and it goes short, the ball's in play, or or else they're dropping out. Yeah, and you get get a chance to, to nearly to have a back. rattle again. So it's not as if you're kicking a dead and it's a twenty-two, so, and that they go right down to your end of the field. They've got to drop the ball out from the behind the goal line. Good kick chase, even if it doesn't go over, and and they, you make a tackle, they've got to clear it to touch. So they, they, there's a chance you get it back. So. I think that's a mistake I think but for me Ross Bourne has got to grab the ball there and say I'm I'm going for this here
0: Certain outlets a lot of them South African wonder why have claimed that Leinster's defeat could have a negative impact on Ireland's World Cup campaign some even suggested it could highlight a soft centre that could be exploited in France that too was something that was put to Quinlan this morning
1: no matter what happens, we're going to the World Cup, and we're kind of on a pedestal now that people still believe that they can. Are we on less of a pedestal now? So let's... yeah, and it's not. It's a good it's chance. It's a terrible thing for Leinster. I don't think it's this terrible thing because Ireland were beaten. Um, it'll make them hungry. It'll make them. It'll it'll put a bit of a chip on the shoulder. Obviously, Leinster winning at the weekend would have been a much better scenario going to to the World Cup. It would have been better for Irish rugby. Um, you know, they'd go into camp in the summer European champions um, a little bit of a swagger it gives you extra energy um, but I don't think no matter what happens at the World Cup we know and we there's no need to get into all the permutations now it's going to be incredibly difficult it does and this is something that they've got to now mentally absorb and deal with that this question is going to come up it's going to come up at press conferences pre-World Cup it's going to come up at the summer warm-ups well, oh, Leinster, you know, the power, the physicality, it's come back to bite this this Irish team again. But um, different coaches, different mindset, um And I honestly think Leinster were a little bit naive and I think... In the second half. Very much so. And the coaches have to take responsibility for that as well. You can't, you can't. This isn't all on the players.
0: Now Munster head to Cape Town close to full strength for Saturday's URC Grand Final. Orgy Snyman, Malachi Fekatoa, Connor Murray and Calvin Nash all return following head injuries for the season finale with the DHL Stormers. Jean Klein and Ben Healy are expected to complete the return to play protocols this week and are likely to be available. The Stormers have one significant injury worry, and it relates to Sasha Feinberg Mgamazelu. The 21-year-old midfielder suffered a suspected fractured hand while playing for Western Province against the Pumas in the Curry Cup of the weekend. Stormers head coach John Dobson says Feinberg in Gomazulu was likely to be involved off the bench for Saturday's final. It's a game that will play out in front of a sold out DHL stadium crowd. The URC CEO Martin Anai told the 42's Rugby Weekly this week that he expects 5,000 Munster fans to be in attendance on Saturday. Quite what type of game they see depends on how the DHL stadium surface which has notoriously cut up badly following a Monster Jam monster monster truck rally there in April 22nd holds up. So bad was the surface after the DHL Stormers semi-final win over Connorth that the aforementioned Curry Cup match was moved to the nearby Athlone Stadium. John Dobson spoke with the Herald in South Africa and admits conditions will be a factor for both sides. Yeah, and also, you know,
1: last week was that, that wind. I suppose also Irish, like if if you, if you look at the condition of our field, it looks like a field that's had lots of rain. It looks like an old hemisphere field, the way it's sort of muddy and cut up, you know. And that's a concern for us because we want to scrum. Yeah, we've got Stephen Kitzer from France Maheva, but we're really struggling our scrum going on that soft field. So it is a bit like that. I think it's a bit of a leveller. You know, I think it makes them feel more comfortable. Probably, probably rather play this this game at Loftus Festival, but we can't choose
0: Andrea Paradi will make history on Saturday when he becomes the first Italian to referee a URC Grand Final. The 30-year-old will be assisted by South African Mike Adamson and Welsh official Craig Evans. The TMO will be another Welshman in Ben Whitehouse. Paradi previously took charge of Munster's quarterfinal win over Glasgow Warriors at Scotstoun. Sticking with the Munster theme, and they'll welcome the Barbarians to Thomond Park on September the 30th. Both the men's and women's Babaz sides will face their Munster counterparts. The women's game will have a 2pm start, with the men's kicking off at 430 And finally, French Pro D2 side Montauban have confirmed the signing of Frank Bradshaw Ryan. The 27-year-old lock was released by Ulster recently, after just a single season with the province. Limerick native Bradshaw Ryan has plenty of experience in France, having played first for Auch and then for five years at Nevers. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for all of Off The Ball's latest rugby podcasts. First, my name is Richie McCormack and I'll have more Rugby Daily for you with thanks to Deliveroo tomorrow.